On today's episode, Kristen Beamer of Living Loving Paleo joins me to talk about her journey with Crohn's disease and how she took back her life with diet and mindset. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. Today, I'm joined by one of the most lovely young women I've had the pleasure of knowing professionally. We got to hang out a little bit this past summer. She really is incredibly genuine. She's this light, bubbly, positive person, and I'm so excited to introduce Kristen Beamer to you guys today. She's the founder and creator of Living Loving Paleo, and from her own experience, is a true believer that food can be a powerful medicine. She was diagnosed with Crohn's disease at the age of 12, and then after spending far too many years in and out of the hospitals, and ultimately having her entire large intestine removed in 2011, she took back control of her own life by completely changing her diet and mindset. Her biggest mission is to share her story and knowledge with the world, as so many are needlessly suffering just like she once was. Kristen is here to show you how she believes that creating a positive mindset and eating real food has the ability to change your entire life. Welcome to the show, Kristen. That was the sweetest introduction ever. Thank you, Cassie. I feel the same about you. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. It's really, I mean it. I mean, really, we, I guess, we've kind of just touched back and forth online and social media for years, and I've admired the content you've put out there, and you really are truly positive and your genuine spirit comes across in all of your posts so I've always been a fan and then I got to meet you and your awesome husband (laughs) that was so fun it was so fun this past summer we were in San Francisco for a book tour stop and we got to spend some time together and I just I really did walk away knowing that I'd found a real friend and a real um, I don't know, a connection with another person from the internet. So I'm just so excited. And I'm excited to introduce you to the Fed and Fit people. <laughs> oh, thank you. I feel the exact same about you. You're, when I came across you years ago, it was your positivity that just shined through your posts. And I was just instantly drawn to you. So thanks for being you. Oh my gosh. We're just, let's just high five. (laughs) (laughs) Across a couple time zones. (laughs) Oh man. Well, you know, you really do have a truly incredible blog. You, you, I mean, every, all of your work, I've always been impressed by it. What's the one piece of your job now that you enjoy most? What's the one thing you really enjoy most about living, loving paleo? Ooh, man. I really, I mean, I love. Questions. What was that? I'm blindsiding you with questions. <laughs> I know, huh? <laughs> I love it though. I love fly by the feet of your pants. Good. Um, so I really love being creative. I actually used to be a fashion designer professionally, and I love now recipe creation. That's one of my favorites. But honestly, what I love the absolute most is, and it's my biggest passion, is showing people that they can take back control over their own lives and they don't have to rely on outside sources. And that there is another way to healing, because I found it myself after so many years of just being a total conventional mindset, my world was kind of flipped upside down. So I love, love, love sharing that with people. That's my absolute favorite. Awesome. And your your recipes are gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I remember when you posted your s'mores pie, I was like... <laughs> Stop everything. We must make this right now. And then, you know, life got away from me. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it. While oh, yeah. everybody's, you know, good. chasing their squeaky clean 
um, you know, lifestyle <laughs> habits in January. I'm over here eating s'mores pie. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh goodness. That's great. That's really wonderful. Um, where do you find, or can you, uh, there's a lot of folks who listen to this podcast who are also bloggers or aspiring mm-hmm. bloggers. And I like to ask, um, anybody who comes on the show that has really built something substantial, if you have any pieces of advice, you know, or at least want to give some folks a, as to the insight of your journey of taking, um, this idea to a larger platform. So basically bringing my kind of blog platform online was it kind of started with sharing my story. It was um, February of 2011 when I had my entire large intestine removed. And this was a huge, huge turning point in my life because it was the hardest decision I've ever made. And it was something that I thought was going to heal me and I was told was going to heal me and it didn't. Mm. And so through my own trial and error and insane struggles and just crazy wildlife, I decided that it would really be honestly selfish of me not to share my story because I know there are so many people out there that are suffering, so many people that are struggling, and they need hope. They need to hear something. So I kind of wanted to be that source of hope. So that was my main goal in sharing my story online. And I think, you know, everyone should share their story because everyone's been through different struggles and we all can all learn and grow and expand from each other. That was really my main goal with it. And it's just, it's crazy how organically it just happened. It kind of, now that I look back, I can see all the pieces fall into place. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I was just kind of going with my intuition and what felt right. That's great. And I started. That's great. And I would love to talk more about um, really just your health journey in general. I gave a brief overview. Um, in your introduction, but you know the, what led up to that decision in 2011. Um, you were diagnosed at 12, but that's a long period of time in between. Yeah. Of I'm sure a lot of unknowns um, and just trying to seek answers. What was that? And I'm sure there are folks listening now that um, have been diagnosed or maybe suspect they have some sort of an autoimmune disease. But what what was that process like for you? Oh my goodness. All right, I'll try to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. (laughs) You know what's crazy is it was May of 1997 that I was diagnosed, and that was almost 20 years ago, which is wild. And so, yeah, I was 12 years old, and I was very suddenly diagnosed. And um, I went from being a totally normal kid to very, very sick, and I lost 30 pounds within a month, which is, it was like a third of my body weight at the time. So I was basically skin and bones. So thankfully, I was quickly diagnosed, and I was instantly put on lots of medications. I was taking 96 pills a week at 12 years old, Mm. which is kind of mind-blowing. And that just kind of became my new normal. That's just kind of throughout the years, I was, you know, on medications. One stopped working. I would move to the next. No big thing. Mm -hmm. So it always just was this endless cycle of, you know, I'd go out of remission, end up in the hospital, start a new medication, go back into remission. And I was always on medications. And when I was 21 years old is kind of when everything really began to change. And that's when I woke up. I actually just started um, fashion design school. Mm-hmm. And I had just woken up one morning with a sinus infection and I had lost my voice. And I didn't really think much of it at the time, you know, not a huge deal. So kind of throughout the weeks, though, it started getting worse and worse and worse. So I eventually went to my doctor and they gave me antibiotics. So 
Sinus infection went away, voice came back, no big thing. But I stopped the antibiotics and within a week, everything came right back. Lost my voice again, sinus infection came back even worse. So it became this endless cycle of sinus infection, losing my voice, antibiotics. And what's crazy is I actually lost my voice for a total of a year and a half. Oh my goodness. Isn't that crazy? That is. You couldn't speak at all? No, only when I was on antibiotics would I have a voice. Wow. So I was, I mean, I was in fashion design school, so I was doing like presentations and whispers, <laughs> just kind of rolling with it, making it work. And so I finished fashion design school. I was working as a fashion designer and still having tons of sign inspections. And it was, let's see, it was May 2010 when things started to really change. I ended up in the ER and my doctors thought I had pneumonia and it ended up turning, it ended up being um, fungal growth spots in my lungs, which are very, very dangerous. And it was a side effect of one of the medications I was on. Mm. And so I was immediately taken off that medication while I was in the hospital. And something happened that I had never, ever, ever even thought about where I ran out of new medications. There was nothing new to take. I had taken them all. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, it's like I just kind of thought my whole life would be, you know, take one medication, stops working, start a new one, no big deal. So I was put on a medication that I had taken back when I was 14 years old, hoping that it would work, and it didn't. So from then on out, my Crohn's became really, really difficult to manage. And I was kind of in and out of work as a fashion designer. And it was September of 2010 when I was so sick at work one day, I called my doctor and my doctor said, you know, you cannot work anymore. You need to be home. You're too sick. And that's kind of when my world, I felt like at the time came crashing down because all I had known was that I wanted to be a fashion designer and that was kind of my career and that's what I was supposed to do. And mm -hmm. it was like, what am I supposed to do now? So that whole fall of 2010, I spent very sick and I started ended up ending up in the hospital with obstructions in my large intestine, which is basically when your intestines are so inflamed that the food you eat cannot pass. Mm -hmm. And it's the most severe pain I've ever experienced. And it's very dangerous because, you know, your intestines can burst, your body can go septic, all things that I really did not think was going to happen to me. But now I realize we're a very real threat. Mm -hmm. And it was over Christmas of 2010 was one of my lowest points. I ended up in the hospital over Christmas. And I'll never forget the moment when I realized that my body was failing me and I didn't recognize my own body anymore. Hmm. And I realized that I couldn't go on much longer like this. So I decided, my doctor had been talking to me about it for years and I was just like, no way, no way. But he had been talking to me about having my large intestine removed and since that's where all my obstructions were, and that was the moment I decided I have to do this because that is better than what I'm living right now. Mm -hmm. And it was the hardest decision I've ever made, but it was February 4th, 2011, when I had my entire large intestine removed. And as I mentioned before, you know, that was supposed to be rainbows and butterflies and make me all better. And mm -hmm. that didn't work and that didn't happen. And I spent two more years very, very sick. And it was exactly two years to the day, which I didn't realize at the time, but I think it's pretty magical, that my one of my doctors called me and I was still having major sinus infections and he wanted to do sinus surgery. And that was kind of my, 
absolutely not. I already had this major surgery. I'm not doing anymore. Mm-hmm. So I asked him to give me 60 days. And if I couldn't figure it out on my own, then I would go in and, you know, have a CT scan and site of surgery and all that. So that very day I had tried diets before, you know, different diets, nothing ever really seemed to work, but I had heard about this whole paleo thing and wasn't really sure what I was doing, but I just jumped in full force because I felt like I had no other option. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of my last ditch effort. Like this has to work. Cause I don't know what else to do. <laughs> and it did. And within, it was actually day 21. I remember I'll never forget. I woke up just bounced out of bed in the morning and I've never had that kind of energy. And that's when I knew I was totally onto something. And just from then on out, my life got better and better and better. And my body, even now, you know, it continues to heal over time. I just stick with it and it's been absolutely incredible. So that's kind of my story in a little nutshell. That's amazing. Um, and I'm sure every person's going to be different, but was there a particular time when you were able to, um, I guess, transition? I don't know. If I, did, did you ever fully go off any of your medications? Mm-hmm. I guess at that point? I no longer take any medications at all. Um, I actually stopped my medication shortly before surgery. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Um, So I stopped my medication shortly before my surgery, just because that's standard protocol. And then I, it was after my surgery where my doctor wanted to put me right back on them. And I knew, even though I didn't understand that you could heal through diet at the time, or you could heal naturally, Mm -hmm. I knew better at that point that my body could not handle those medications anymore. Yeah. And my immune system was so weak. So I told him, you know, no, I'm going to figure this out on my own. And it was rough. I mean, I was not definitely not in my best place. And even starting paleo, that's when um, I was still dealing with lots of obstruction, excuse me, obstructions. Mm -hmm. And that's when the obstructions started to clear up. And I haven't had one since starting paleo. Amazing. Yeah, I did have I should have a little star asterisk in here that this past September, I actually ended up in the hospital over three days with a twisted intestine, which um, no one knows really what causes that. And it was super out of the blue. Like I literally went from the gym to the ER. <laughs> and so, oh my. But thankfully, I have not had any Crohn's symptoms or anything like that. I haven't had any surgeries. So thankfully, and it is different for everyone. I do hear from a lot of people who are very eager to get off their medications. Mm-hmm. And I a true believer that medications have a time and a place and that's totally different for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. That's really great advice. Um, that's interesting. Now out of curiosity, going paleo, when did you go paleo after how, how long after your surgery? It was exactly two years to the day. It was, uh, February, 2013. Got it. Okay. So you've been following this lifestyle for going on three years. Going, going on, on four? four years. Yeah. Going on four years. <laughs> Hashtag math. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Um, what would you say? Obviously, most folks listening here are very intimately familiar with the paleo template. Um, so so they, they have a good sense of it. But what would you say was some, were some of the biggest changes in your personal? Because when some folks make the switch to a paleo type template, Mm-hmm. They may have already been doing some of those things, you know. They may have already uh, 
cut out maybe some gluten-containing grains or they stopped drinking soda or whatever it was? What would you say were some of the biggest changes as far as the diet template goes um, that you faced when you when you took the paleo plunge, so to speak? Oh, man. I was someone who I literally lived on bread, pasta, and <laughs> more bread and cereal. <laughs> So it was really taking out the grains out of my diet was a huge transition for me. And um, as I mentioned, like I really didn't really know what I was doing at the time. Mm -hmm. But it became when I started to feel better, easy because I had more energy and I knew, you know, I know what it's like to be sick and I didn't want to ever go there again. Yeah. So it became worth it to me to do whatever it took. So I became this new lifestyle of, you know, swapping out grains for, you know, cauliflower rice and all sorts of things like that. So yeah, that was probably the biggest, definitely grains. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Um, and it's, it's interesting and this will probably tie in nicely with, um, another question I have for you, but I found, and you, and it's one of those things you just really have to walk it in order to truly understand it. But when somebody jumps into, let's say a traditional diet, they pick up a book and they're going to go ahead and diet because they want to lose weight, <laughs> you know, right? They want the number mm -hmm. on the scale to go down and they want to be able to fit into their genes from 10 years ago. So that being the mindset of a diet, when you get, say, two, three weeks into a diet, which is usually some form of calorie restriction, mm -hmm. you know, the only, you start, you don't necessarily feel any better because your calorie restriction might still be a little tired, a little groggy. You haven't changed the quality of foods, you know, so none of those, the cloud hasn't lifted or anything. And the only thing that's motivating you to continue with it is the fact that maybe the number on the scale is going down, which of course you and I can argue could be attributed to things other than you losing body fat. Mm -hmm. um, so that becomes the motivation, which is why so many, that's just not enough. That's not enough Absolutely. motivation. Yeah. And that's why so many diets fail. That's why so many people give up because it's not enough progress for them to want to continue with it. Whereas I totally identify with what you're saying. When I, quote, went paleo, also took the paleo plunge, <laughs> and I baby stepped into it as well. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. There was nobody really talking about it at the time. <laughs> um, I, well, my motivation to, con I never felt a drive or a motivation to stick to something like I did to this grain-free, real foods lifestyle because I felt like a new version of myself, and I never wanted that feeling to go away. Um, and that motivation is enough. That's enough to make you want to continue. And that's when you realize, mm -hmm. that's why so many people balk, you know, paleo is not a diet, it's a lifestyle. You can diet on paleo, but it becomes a lifestyle when you harness that feeling of, that feeling good, that, that success, you get to kind of upgrade it and upsell it into your forever. Um, so I think that's so cool. You're a living, breathing example of that. And you're just so gracious to share your story with everybody. And I know it's going to be encouraging to some. Um, so food aside, you know, eventually, this is something that I talk about a lot um, with, you know, folks like you, you know, other content mm -hmm. creators, is eventually you get to a point where you realize, though, that the answers are not on a plate. Mm -hmm. And 
Although that can be a really great starting point, it can be a really great point of entry for somebody looking to feel better and maybe harness new health, um, especially in the new year. That's such a huge topic right now. Um, But eventually you get to the point where if you're just obsessed, if you're taking that diet mindset and you're just applying it to a paleo template, you know, it's not that big of a difference. So I would love to know. I know that mindset coaching is a huge passion of yours and you you'd really do credit a lot of your success um, to mindset and staying positive. Um, it's it's a tough topic to articulate. Mm-hmm, it really is. It is, which is, I mean, that's essentially the basis of this show is we mind talking <laughs> about mindset because I was like, I don't know how I could ever write it down. So we'll just spend 30 minutes a week talking around it. Um you know what? What would you say is one of the distinguishing factors in mind as as far as mindset goes? In what, how you behave now, and maybe how you um, how your mindset was geared before? Was there a distinguishing difference or a oh, shift? Oh, absolutely! It was. I would say um, learning to really trust my own judgment throughout my life. Ever since I was diagnosed, I've constantly been told of what I can and cannot do by other people, you know, and it's not like these people mean ill will or anything. It's just their beliefs are kind of cast on to me and learning to create my own life and trust my own judgment. And when someone tells me that's not possible, you can't do that. Know that that's not true because I've done that so many times, you know, my doctors have told me that healing through diet is not possible or that diet has nothing to do with my disease, which I know full well that it absolutely does. But I am a huge believer that you could eat the best food in the world, like the cleanest, strictest paleo diet. But if you are not careful of your mindset, watching your thoughts, watching your stress, then none of that matters. If you're stressed about the things that you eat, then I don't believe that the food is going to have as big of an impact on you, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It is something hard to articulate, but um, it's such a huge passion of mine. But it was very, you know, I used to, for so long, I used to believe what my doctors told me. I used to believe what other people told me that I, what I was capable of. And it became when I decided that, no, I'm going to create my own life. And I'm going to go after what I want. And I was able to accomplish those things that it gave me more and more and more motivation that, okay, I'm on the right track. This mindset thing is, you know, really, really something really important. And it's just, it's such a huge passion of mine. Absolutely. That's fabulous. That's really, really great. You and I are definitely birds of a feather in that regard. Um, in my book, you know, I, I talk about mindsets chapter, num- chapter one. Mm, I love that. That's yeah. my favorite part. Yeah. And it's, it really was, it was because I wanted to, I, if someone's actually going to sit down and read it and I was shocked by how many people said they did read (laughs) all of that front part. Um, but I wanted, I wanted that to be the first introduction because it is crucial. That's, that's priority one. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I completely agree with you. I've worked with clients one-on-one who have really struggled with healing themselves and healing their bodies. And like you said, to your point, they're eating squeaky clean. Yeah. It couldn't, they couldn't be eating any better. Um, We write meal plans together and they execute them flawlessly. 
and they're drinking enough water and they're working out and they're doing all the right things, but there's something mindset related that's holding them back. And that becomes, Mm -hmm. I often find that that becomes my biggest job as a coach. Um, So something that I... I don't always address, we've done a show, I did a show way back when, and if you scroll back, I think it was tips for overcoming stress, but stress is something that I find personally difficult to coach because I think that it's, it's it's a difficult issue to address, to pull directly up from the roots. It's almost like you have to cut the bush down first, you know, cut the, Mm -hmm. you know, cut the limbs off take off the leaves, hack it down (laughs) at a time. Yeah. And then, and then you can pull up the roots, you know? Um, but I, do you have any advice for somebody who may be struggling with chronic stress? Cause that can be a huge roadblock to achieving, um, that comfortable state of feeling well. Ooh, stress is such a tough one. I totally understand that. Um, I actually just put out a post yesterday that was all about how I healed my adrenals. um, I'll keep this super short, but I developed adrenal insufficiency from taking prednisone many years ago after my surgery. And that's basically, you know, a lot of people are familiar with adrenal fatigue Mm -hmm. and adrenal insufficiency is when you're absolutely producing no cortisol whatsoever. So I was on prednisone and hydrocortisone. It was, I ended up switching, they're very similar. But I was on that for approximately five and a half years, and adrenals are ruled by stress. You know, I had to learn to cope with stress so differently, better than I ever had before. So it's something I have very much personally dealt with because I completely understand it. You know, stress is always going to come up. We're all going to deal with some sort of stress. And it's really just learning to handle it differently. And it takes time and it takes practice. But I, from what I understand and what has happened in my own life is that the more I practice it, the more I practice to dealing with my stress, to letting it go, to realizing in the grand scheme of things that something I may be worried about right now really isn't a big deal in the long run. The more I worked on that, the easier and easier it became. And I am far from perfect. I still you know, can't deal with stress all the time. But I find that the more that I practice it, the easier it is to let it go. So I think that's my biggest thing is just start slow, you know, realize when you're stressed, the first step is to recognize it, recognize that you're stressed and understand why you're stressed. And I always think to, you know, I always come down to thinking what's the worst that can happen. And sometimes that helps to put things in perspective as well. Mm-hmm. So I think those are my big tips for stress. Those are really, practice, really practice. practice. <laughs> those are great tips. Those are really, really great tips. And I think that a lot of stress comes from this fear of the unknown. And mm-hmm. so I, because it feels like a limitless fear. It's boundless. It had there are no walls to the unknown. And Absolutely. and if you articulate potential walls, the worst that could happen. I love that point. I love that tip because if you can imagine the absolute worst, and then imagining yourself handling it, it really does relieve stress. Mm-hmm. It really does. That's wonderful. Really, really great advice. Um, I just have a couple more questions for you before I'll let you go today, but you, yeah. you are wonderfully active and you inspire me to go and have really <laughs> a whole lot of fun with my workouts. And I know there are a lot of folks 
who are trying to revamp their workout routine right now. And maybe it's hard when you're uh -huh. starting off, you know, to stay motivated and to keep going to the gym with that same kind of enthusiasm, which you just, you know, you radiate enthusiasm. Um, so what, what would you say is, do you have any tips for somebody who wants to be that excited about a workout routine? What keeps you going back? Oh man, it is all about finding something that you absolutely love. You know, for so long, I was in this mindset of you've got to do your treadmill and your elliptical and lift weights. And, you know, I still love lifting weights once in a while, but it's not something that I could look forward to five days a week. <laughs> you know, it's like eventually to me, that would get boring. Some people may absolutely love it, but it is about really my entire life has been about thinking outside the box. So finding a workout that I love was, you know, I kind of do um, a mix of different things. I do some weightlifting and then I also train for, it's called American Ninja Warrior, not particularly the show, but it's just like the type of training that I do. And it's really outside the box. It's not something that you would typically think of as a workout. But, you know, for some people that might be hiking outside. For some people, it might be, you know, going to dance class. It's all really finding your true passion. What calls to you? What is something that you're working out, but it doesn't even feel like you're working out. Cause that's what this kind of training is for me. It's just so much fun. And I found a gym where, you know, everyone's so motivating and encouraging and pushes you to keep getting better and better and better. So that's what I have a ton of fun with it. It's such awesome. I wish that everyone would enjoy their workout. That's a huge wish of mine. Mm -hmm. Amen Life's sister. <laughs> I totally hear you. And if people listening, listen to the first episode in the new year, that was one of my tips was ditch the workout you hate for one that you love. There's, yes, you do, yes. you do have a workout soulmate out there. You just got to go find it. You might have to kiss a couple frogs, but you will find something yep. you love to do. I've kissed lots of frogs. <laughs> <laughs> I have too. One of my frogs is definitely swimming laps. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not exactly a natural and I don't enjoy it. And so that crossed that one off the list. We're narrowing it down. Same here with you on that one. And you know, some people may, that may be their true passion. They yeah. absolutely love it. We're all different. We that's are. And isn't that cool? There are, there's folks I know who love it. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I tried it because they loved it so much. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Never you try. Exactly. Definitely worth a try. Well, thank you so much. I know that you have some really fabulous resources available on your blog for folks who maybe I've, I'm sure that you've spoken to some people here and they want to know how they can access um, all of your good works more. So do you want to tell folks um, what's available to them and where they can find it? And remember, we'll include links to all of the stuff in the show notes that Kristen's going to tell you about in case you're driving and you don't have a chance to jot this down. <laughs> which is usually when I list a podcast too, or doing dishes. <laughs> yep. So you can find me on my website, livinglovingpaleo.com. And I recently launched a brand new program, which is I'm still providing tons of free program or free content on my website. And I launched this brand new program called Invincible Inspiration, which is totally bonus material. And it's a membership website that people can sign up for a very small fee and they get bonus videos and recipes and all sorts of awesome content. And I'm really, really delving into mindset on that site. So it's a lot of fun. 
Awesome. I'm so excited. I saw that and I was like, that is cool. You you go girl. It's been a lot of fun. (laughs) I can imagine. Well, that's wonderful. You definitely need to check that out. Um, Check out Kristen over at livinglovingpaleo.com. You can find her on all the social medias as Living Loving Paleo. If you want more of her positivity, realistic approach to actual um, long-term living healthy and vibrantly. That is, she's definitely, I couldn't recommend a better person. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thanks for having me. It has been, it has been my honor. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, we will be back again next week.